It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. My episode today, if I could give it a title, would be called The Cost of COVID on Moms. And I'm not really talking about the virus itself, although certainly there are mothers who maybe are sick and trying to care for kids. But the cost of this pandemic on moms in particular, and I want to talk about this not because, uh, you know, I think moms are suffering more than other groups, not trying to say that other groups aren't suffering, but I think for moms in particular, where we're trying to care for kids, and certainly this impacts dads too, but uh, we're trying to do a lot. And this pandemic has really rocked our world as far as being isolated. And uh, we're going to discuss a lot of the ways in which um, COVID has impacted moms in particular and give you some solutions for how you can help yourself <laughs> through all of this. So joining me now, Chelsea Robinson. She's a postpartum doula and therapist with Mama's Modern Village. Chelsea, thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Okay. So you see clients and you work with many mothers. I know you work in the postpartum space a lot and you are a doula. What are you hearing from your moms and or your own experience with a two and a half half year old of uh, some of these costs that you think are impacting moms uh, during this pandemic? Absolutely. So Oh, gosh, I hear so many of the same things coming from moms that are parenting different age children. At this point, it feels like we're all experiencing thoughts of like, am I normal? I think I'm going crazy. I don't know if I can do this anymore. And for some of us, it's going so deep is we're feeling almost paralyzed in motherhood. Um, not knowing, you know, where to get the help because we've lost our support systems, whether it's through daycare or through our grandparents. Um our relationships are struggling. Resentment is growing. It's affecting so many different areas of our life, not to mention a big one for so many of us. It's our jobs. Yeah, that's a big piece of it, too. And I want to get into kind of how like the career aspect may be impacting a lot of women. Um, But let's start with just like, here's my situation and how the pandemic is impacting me since mid-March. We haven't had childcare. And I'm sitting here from this very privileged position, obviously, to have my husband be able to work from home and I'm able to work from home. And the two of us are just tag teaming. We kind of have literally we play tag with the baby like, here you go, your turn. You know, I have two kids under the age of five. And um, so in some ways, I feel like we've had to learn to communicate in different ways. And um, it's really stretched us to uh, get on the same page and We don't have time to build resentments because we're just in survival mode, right? But losing that childcare piece, I think the bigger impact is just never having a break, right? Absolutely. Like like every day I'd be able to go to the office and even though I was still working, at least I got that mental break from the consistency of caring for kids and the consistency of managing emotions and putting out fires and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we had our 10 year anniversary this week and literally 
we were supposed to go to Hawaii this year. Obviously, that got canceled. But oh, gosh. literally, it feels like a treat to us now to be able to call in childcare for a couple of hours in the form of grandma. And we haven't really been seeing grandmas and grandpas. So I would say that's the way that that would be my biggest cost of COVID for me as a mom. No doubt, right? Just having that downtime. And notoriously, moms always put themselves last. We've always struggled with, you know, taking care of ourselves and constantly putting our kids' needs first and managing the household. And COVID has definitely not made that any easier by any stretch. And, um, you know, moms, just to elaborate on that, like moms are feeling super ineffective across the board. They can't do their job really well, like their career job, let alone managing, you know, their kids and their whatever obligations they have for their, you know, kids' education. It's, yeah, we're just feeling so stretched thin um, with nothing, nothing left to give to ourselves. And then when we do, we feel ridiculously guilty. Yeah, I don't I don't even feel guilty for feel, <laughs> for taking time for myself, but I don't feel like I have the time. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know where that time comes from. Because I mean, unless I'm willing to bring someone in to watch my kids, which I can evaluate, but again, it just I don't know. I don't know if I'm comfortable bringing someone into my home at this point. So clearly that's a choice I can make, but I'm not. So I don't know. It just feels it it just feels like a lose-lose and I don't think that I'm alone in this and I worry in particular about moms who maybe work part-time, who were in the labor force but then their um job got furloughed or they got laid off and they're like, "Well, my kids not going back to school anyways, so someone's got to take care of them and inevitably that's going to fall to whichever parent makes less money, frankly, and it shouldn't be that way. But, you know, if you work part time and you can't support your family on what you make, then by default, you kind of have to like survey the situation, right? So I worry about that group of moms that was maybe in the labor force and wants to be in the labor force, but is sort of being forced out. I see long term ramifications of that. I absolutely agree. I think that, you know, for women, for so many generations, we have worked so hard to be able to say, hey, can I have it? Can I have it both ways? Right. Can I join the workforce and be a mom? And unfortunately, for a lot of women right now, that's not the case. Like you have to choose or you're being forced um, to be that stay at home mom again. And I think, you know, that brings up another really good point, which is, for so many women, there's that constant inner battle of like, you know, what does it say about me if I decide to go back to work? And right now there isn't a choice for so many. They're just being told, okay, you have to stay home. And then that identity crisis sets in of like, who am I? Like I chose to be this career driven woman, but now I'm staying home and it's, yeah, we're re-experiencing so much of early motherhood. Yeah, that's a really good point. We need to take a break. We're talking with Chelsea Robinson. Uh, she's a postpartum doula and therapist with Mama's Modern Village. I want to get into that that identity shift piece that you say a lot of your clients are experiencing. Um, and maybe moms don't really realize that there is a real shift when you become a mother. Uh, and there's a name for it. And we're going to talk about sort of how that shift is, like you say, happening all over again when we come back on The Mom Show. Back inside the Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. 
We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I hope you're all safe and doing well out there. Another week of social distancing, another week of surviving the pandemic and everything that comes with that. That's kind of our topic today, talking about the cost of this pandemic on moms in particular. Again, not to say that other groups aren't suffering and that everyone's not going through something in particular uh, with this pandemic, but uh, moms specifically maybe having unique struggles. And uh, we hope this episode today um, just validates for them that this is what moms are going through. So um, talking today with my guest, Chelsea Robinson, she's a postpartum doula and therapist with Mama's Modern Village. Chelsea, you see clients uh, and, and work with them, in particular mothers who are in the postpartum period. And you talk about this shift after you become a mother. I think one of the biggest misconceptions about motherhood out there is that we have children, right? And children are born, but there's really this birth of a mother that happens and a huge psychological and not to mention physical and emotional shift that happens when you become a mother. Talk to me about this term matrescence, which is what this sort of philosophy is and how you're seeing it sort of play out all over again. All right. So yeah, um, the term matrescence was coined by Dana Raphael, a medical anthropologist back in 1973. And it really just describes the transformation of a woman who is pretty much, um, gosh, yeah, like you, like you described through hormonal and emotional and physical changes associated, you know, with birth, um, transitions into a role of a mother, um, and the impact that this has on her identity and how she views herself in the world around her. Um, and as I've been working with moms throughout COVID, I'm struck by how many similar experiences women are reporting now that are almost identical to that of how they experienced becoming a mother in the early stages of postpartum. You know, they're they're wondering, like, who am I anymore? It's almost as if they're having a motherhood identity crisis. Yeah. And explain to me a little bit more about how you're seeing this show up. I mean, is this, is it kind of like, okay, the kids are all home now and I don't have my normal processes and routines anymore. And so now I'm just thrust back into the world of full-time motherhood, constantness, no childcare, stuff like that. Is that kind of how you're seeing it play out? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, before COVID, right? For many moms, maybe they had a routine of sorts where, you know, they would wake up, get the kids off to school, then have the opportunity to maybe attend a yoga class or meet up with a girlfriend for coffee, maybe do some work, you know, run into the office, go grocery shopping, etc. They had potentially, for some women, not all, um, an identity that existed outside of motherhood. And I've, I've heard from so many clients that that's gone, that that you know, they're no longer feeling like I am also a woman with other needs. It's more so I am now again, like, quote, just a mom of, of which we know is never the case for any mom, that they are so much more than just, just a mom. And that's not to minimize what being a mom is either, um, but that they've lost like that woman-esque part of them. Um, and then they describe, you know, just their emotional experience, these intense feelings of worry. They're completely exhausted. Um, again, this, you know, having no time to care for themselves, their relationship is increasing with stress, 
the isolation. I mean, in so much of what they're describing is really very identical to that transition time from when a woman becomes a mom. Yes, so much so. And I see this show up for me um, in the agitation and the, um, you know, when I feel anxious, I don't always put it into words. I just end up snapping at the children, uh-huh. <laughs> right? <laughs> Where uh, internally I am worried. And and the biggest piece of this that has that has impacted me is the uncertainty, the unknown, right? Of just not knowing what the right answer is. Like, for example, my parents want to come stay with us and Mm -hmm. I desperately want their help, but do I want to risk them driving across the country when my mom has diabetes and they're both over like close to 65? Do I, do I risk putting my kids at harm if I bring them into my home? Like none of these these questions have legitimate answers. They're all like risk based, (laughs) like just if you decide you feel comfortable with it. And that's not sitting well with my anxiety. (laughs) It's not sitting well with, uh, you know, I think part of the matrescence is making making decisions and learning to trust yourself as a mom and like being like, I'm in charge of these these human beings and I have no idea how to do this. And so that's kind of how it's showing up for me. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I, I, but doesn't that feel so much identical to when you first became a mom? Yeah, it really does because that was, yeah, that was one of the things that I struggled with was just like, what if I don't know how to save her life? <laughs> like, what if I, what you know, all these these endless what ifs, right? And and yeah, with time, that kind of leveled out in motherhood as you gain a little more confidence and realize they're not as fragile as you think they are. <laughs> and that does mellow out a little bit. But yeah, I never really put that together before. Yeah, I think that, you know, again, thanks for sharing that, because I, I think that is really common right now that that so many moms are feeling um, as if, you know, they can't trust themselves to make the safest decision for their kids, or maybe they can't necessarily trust themselves to protect their child. And then they're feeling almost darned if they do and darned if they don't, or, you know, judged potentially by their own family members as to whether, you know, they, you know, they send their kids to school or they decide to do virtual learning. Like it's, there's so much out there right now, just weighing on the minds and hearts of, you know, all parents. Um, but specifically, you know, we're talking about moms and, and I think naturally mothers carry that, you know, mama bear fierceness with them. Um, and this is no different. Chelsea Robinson is a postpartum doula and therapist with Mama's Modern Village. Chelsea, if, if moms right now need help, need services, where can they find you and what do you suggest they do real quick? Um, okay. So you can find me, um, at BeFiercelyFemale.com. And there you will find um, all the different options that I offer for services for moms at all um, different levels of motherhood. Um, But in addition, we just have to really start talking with one another. And moms, you know, we're not alone in this, yet it can feel so isolating. So it's picking up the phone and calling, you know, your your best friend down the road or your sister, your brother, um, and being in touch with your, you know, your sister-in-law over how their experiences are through all of this. Um, That's where that connection will come in and it'll make you feel a little less alone. 
Yeah, so important. Chelsea Robinson with Mama's Modern Village. We'll take a break. More on this topic when we come back on The Mom Show. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I'm joined by Chelsea Robinson. She is a therapist, a postpartum doula at Mama's Modern Village. Uh, we are talking today about the cost of COVID, the cost of pan- the pandemic on moms in particular. Uh, Chelsea, I think you agree with me when that's not to say that other groups aren't suffering, right? But for moms in particular who were already probably stretched thin before a global pandemic added to their worry, their stress, their fear, uh, and took away all their childcare, <laughs> it was a crisis before. It's certainly a crisis now. Absolutely. Yeah. Paralyzing for some. Yeah. Paralyzing. That that can be 100% true. So I put this topic out on my Instagram at KSL Mom Show. What do you think has been the cost of COVID on moms? And a handful of comments. um, But one commenter just said stress. If before COVID, I felt like I was being stretched to the max. After COVID, I'm breaking. I have two kids, four and five. My youngest is medically complex. She has uh, therapies and long doctor's appointments. Not being able to take my oldest to any of these appointments is frustrating and stressful. Having to find someone who will watch him for several hours is hard. I wish I could just bring him with me again. Just like that's one situation of one mom where, you know, this, again, has uprooted her world. Absolutely. I mean, making her feel most likely so alone and inadequate unable to like really show up for her youngest and at the same time be able to show up for her oldest yeah and kind of having to like I don't I don't want to use the word sacrifice one for the other right but just like you know I have to go with this older one to the or the younger whichever one has the medically complex issues right and then I have to find child care for the other one and kind of this like you're saying being being pulled in both directions Absolutely. I think for for some of us, you know, even making speaking to the wider population, experiencing this pandemic is a trauma, right? Like it's uprooted their entire life and um, ultimately leaving so many people feeling like they have no control and motherhood. That is so scary. Uh, Like we talked about before, like we're constantly second guessing ourselves often when we make decisions for our children. And now there's just this like really heavy blanket of additional worry and fear in which we're second guessing every decision we make, wondering, you know, if we're jeopardizing our child's, you know, mental health or their physical health. Um, It's really, there's the lose-lose. And that's one way this has showed up for me too, if we're talking about the cost of COVID on myself personally, right? Uh, You know, I have been struggling lately with just trying to figure out if I'm making the best decisions for my five-year-old, right? Who is supposed to be in kindergarten and um, her school district is not going back to school. So we're doing remote learning, which I'm kind of happy about, frankly, because I don't have to make the decision. Someone made it for me and 
I frankly just want it to be that way. <laughs> and so I'm I'm not sad about the decision, but I am wondering like is it going to be okay in her grand scheme of schooling if kindergarten is weird, if she's not there for it? Like some people tell me that developmentally these are the most important years and then I'm trying to look big picture too and be like we're just learning numbers and colors. Like maybe it's okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's the right answer here. I think that's just it, right? Like, I don't know if there is a right answer. I think ultimately this is where that mama intuition has to be like trusted and we have to strengthen it individually for ourselves. It's, you know, none of us, we are not going to make the same decisions throughout all of this. And it's ultimately deciding what's best for your family. And at, you know, at some point it, it might be discussing, okay, are we willing as a family to, you know, increase our risk because, you know, it's constant cost benefit analysis of, you know, what's worth it for your family. Um, but I think just with that, it's remembering how unbelievably resilient kids are and their ability, you know, to tap into, into that resiliency throughout their, their lifespan and the opportunity almost that she's being given through this, which is a hard, hard reframe. Um, but it's there. Yeah, but it's really important. And, and certainly as I list off all of the ways the pandemic is making us suffer. <laughs> I'm also well aware that there have been some silver linings in all of this, right? And and I think that's part of the hard part too is this dichotomy between you're grateful to be home and safe with your kids and you're grateful that you're in a privileged position where you can work from home and care for your kids and you're not forced to put yourself in harm's way by going back to a job that might put you at risk. Um but at the same time, you're feeling suffocated by never leaving your house and constant caring for kids and um, just the stress of of this situation right now. Absolutely. I mean, again, it's back to this idea of, you know, you're darned if you do and you're darned if you don't. And there is this constant like tug of war and push pull that moms feel of, of, you know, oh my gosh, what a beautiful time in my life. I'm able to spend all this time with my kids again and I have missed it. But at the same time, it, like the word you used, it's this incredible sense of suffocation and of not having just a moment to breathe or go to the bathroom by yourself. Yeah. Chelsea Robinson is a therapist, a postpartum doula with Mama's Modern Village. That's hard to say 10 times fast. Um, We're talking about the cost of COVID on moms in particular. And um, here's another comment I got from my Instagram at KSL Mom Show on Instagram. Extra stressed, anxious, overwhelmed. So many big decisions about work, school, and childcare. Everything is more complicated and exhausting and feeling judged no matter what decision I make weighs on me too. Fingers crossed I wake up and it's all over like one big bad nightmare. Girl, I'm with you. I feel you. I see you. (laughs) Um, And that's sort of kind of along the same lines of all the things we talked about. And I I think if there's any message I want to send to moms is like if you're anxious and stressed and overwhelmed, guess how you're going to show up for your children? Not very kind, not very loving, probably pretty agitated and snapping and maybe yelling when you don't don't normally yell and things that didn't get you agitated before now do because you're worried about all the other things. And so cutting yourself some slack when you mess up, when you've been a little too harsh on the kids because you're just tapped, you don't have any 
extra empathy <laughs> to give. It's just sit in front of the TV, please, for five minutes. Absolutely. Right. Like, I think it's, it's interesting to see how like the trend of COVID and how things have almost like flattened themselves out. I know at the beginning, so many moms were like, ah, screen time. I've worked so hard not, you know, to limit the amount of time my kids are in front of screens. And then it's like, yeah, it's okay. Please. I need five minutes. (laughs) Please go watch another show. Um, but then I also hear from moms. They're like, screen time's even gotten old like all they want is me yeah and I'm their pacifier and like what yeah what do we do with this yeah and one of the things for me too is I've always billed myself as not a playing mom and I've done a lot of work to be okay with not being a playing mom I don't really enjoy playing I've done episodes about it on here I've been to therapy about it like I'm very okay with not being that type of mom, but that yet, like you're saying, that's what my five-year-old is seeming to need from me right now because she's not getting it from anywhere else. She's, she used to have grandparents and nannies and friends and people she'd play with. And I, you know, I was so grateful for all of these village, you know, these people in my life. And now that's sort of gone and I'm, I'm having to sort of um, stretch myself in motherhood the way I don't really want to stretch. I think that's just it, right? Like that speaks to even the, even the comments you just read, like we're all being stretched in ways that are so abnormal and are, you know, we're morphing into people we never even could have imagined we would be as moms. And certainly some people would be like, uh, it's probably a good thing that you play with your kids now. So <laughs> thank you. I'm well aware no. that that's probably a good thing, but I, I was very okay with not being that type of mom. Uh, We're talking with Chelsea Robinson. She is a therapist and a postpartum doula uh, talking about the cost of COVID on moms. Uh, Chelsea, what else are you seeing from your clients? What else do you see as sort of, um, you know, the main thing that moms might be experiencing? And then likewise, what what, what advice are you giving them? How are you telling them to cope through all of this? So I think a piece that um, has really become more prevalent since COVID lasted a lot longer than I think some people thought it would initially um, is the strain that it has on relationships. And, you know, whether that's with the co-parent or even just like larger family relationships, um, but specifically moms, moms have really reported that they're like all of a sudden this default parent. And, and they're expected to fill all the buckets. And so in those instances, I've just really been strongly encouraging um, moms to sit down with whomever that co-parent is and have a realistic conversation about expectations and roles and almost like write it out, write out every single obligation, every single responsibility that you share as a family in your household, and then just divvy it up. And you might have to, you know, we'll slide back into the way things used to be. That's easy in human nature. So this might be something that you'll have to have a couple conversations, you know, over the course of a month, um, but begin to change that default parenting um, that's come about. Yeah. And can you talk to me a little bit about how you advise people to do that? We have about two minutes left, but you know, a lot of times when I have these conversations, I, I feel like it turns into a you're not doing enough conversation, which I really regret that it, turns into that way because I know how much my husband gives and I know how much how stretched he is but yet some of these mental pieces of motherhood are overwhelming me and suffocating me and so sometimes that conversation for me turns into I need more from you which our spouses probably don't have more to give either (laughs) 
Very fair. Absolutely. Um, and you're right. Like that's not the message at all that we want to be sending. But then I think it falls back on us to come from a place of vulnerability and just say like, this is just where I'm at. And I am so exhausted. And I see, right, that you're doing X, Y, and Z. Um, I'm wondering if, you know, we can find a way to support me a little bit more in this area. And then in turn, like, is there something I could be doing differently for you? So maybe it ends up being more of a give and take. um, But just creating that space where these conversations of realness can be had because it's so imperative. Otherwise, resentment builds up. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes I can I can see myself sort of mentally tallying all the things that I'm doing, which is never healthy for the relationship, which is where right. you're talking about relationships are strained in different ways. So yeah, I, I feel like I need to work on the tallying. I do that a little bit. But a lot of this stress for me is stuff you can't see, right? Where I've filled out all the forms for the doctor's appointments that are coming up, right? And I have, you know, managed these fights 20 million times today and just these sort of mental tasks of motherhood. I know we talk about the emotional load a lot, but it's real. It is so real. Yes, that invisible load, right? And again, I think that just speaks to like that existed pre-COVID and it's only been, you know, magnified with COVID. Um, but then if your partner isn't the person to have these conversations with, then it has to be one of your, of your friends, right. Or your mom or your sister, someone who can see you. I often tell, you know, the clients that I work with that for so many moms, they really feel like they can only be seen in their experience by other moms. Mm. And we end up asking our partner, like, please see me, please at least just pay attention to the fact that this is everything I'm doing. And because they don't you know, wear that same lens, it's almost as if they're incapable. And that's, that's just, I think, biologically, the way we've evolved over the years. So it's so important then that we, we be seen by other moms in that way. That's a really good point. A lot of times I look for that from my spouse, and it may not always be something he's capable of. And that's okay. That's, like you said, part of what just happens over time. Yes. Chelsea Robinson is a postpartum doula therapist with Mama's Modern Village. More with Chelsea when we come back on The Mom Show. You've joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. We've been having a conversation about the cost of COVID on moms, the cost of this pandemic on moms, you know, so many of us were feeling strapped and tapped before we were all confined to our homes and had to worry about going out in public and worried about, we already worried about germs. And now you add a contagious virus, a potentially deadly contagious virus out there. It's really hard uh, for a lot of moms. We've been talking about several different ways um, that this pandemic may be Im- impacting moms. And I invite you to go podcast wherever you podcast. Uh, just search for the KSL Mom Show or download the KSL News Radio app. Uh, joining me, Chelsea Robinson. She's a therapist and a postpartum doula with Mama's Modern Village. Chelsea, a lot of what we we throw this term out there like it's just like go get your nails done and get your hair done and self-care and you'll be fine. Like take some time for yourself. Like we throw out this self-care term like it's the end all be all to, um, you know, solving all our problems. And I kind of resent this notion that self-care is just taking care of your physical needs. Like when did it become a privilege to keep yourself put together? Like, when did it, right? when did it become not a basic right for you to be able to shower? 
That is so true. I know. I think, um, gosh, it, this is like my soapbox when I get started talking about self-care, especially in motherhood, because I don't think it should be called self-care. I yeah. think in motherhood, it should be called like community care or like family care, right? Like yeah. for the mom, specific for the mom. It's how is the community supporting the mom? How is the family supporting the mom? Again, a large part of it is, you know, it's talking about that invisible load that moms carry. And so because of that, that not being seen, I think we need that extra additional support. So, um, yeah, I, I also think that this notion of self-care just reinforces that like moms, you know, don't ask for help when you need it. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but really I think it's so imperative right now that we find, you know, that extra deep breath we can take, or, you know, we set our kids up with a zoom call with their cousins so that we can like go make another cup of coffee or a hot tea. Like these little things that, um, you know, are part maybe of whatever routine we have managed to keep this whole time. Maybe we can start looking at, looking at them more as rituals, like these little small moments of motherhood that we can now ritualize to be that much more important and calming and centering for us. Mm, so you're saying like sort of throughout your day, these moments that like, no, at this time, I check my phone for five minutes, even if that's what you're doing, that gives you a moment to zone out and not pay attention for a second. Absolutely. And then like intentionally, though, I think it's also about reminding yourself that that's what you're doing, right. because it can be so easy to just be like, yeah, this is just another task. Right. But if instead you can look at it as like, no, this is me caring for myself. Like I need this. This is my moment to reboot, to recharge. Um, and be conscious of that, I think that will also go a long way. Yeah. And one of the things that I've um, started doing is just getting out of the house in the mornings before um, my husband has to be go to work down our stairs to our basement. <laughs> right. I'm pretty privileged in the fact that he has a flexible start time. And so we've kind of worked it out where he works out before me. And then I go as soon as he's done. And, you know, sometimes morning meetings get in the way of that and that's okay. We're flexible with it, but I've really enjoyed that hour before my day starts where I can just walk and it's not like a, I have to be skinny type of walk. It's just like, let me go meander the roads and get lost and put in a podcast and not think. And uh, along the way, I'm getting some exercise and probably some endorphins, but I, I have really enjoyed that time before my day starts and I don't really get up any earlier than I probably would have. <laughs> um, so that's nice, but yeah, just kind of creating that little ritual, like you were saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, you could even take it one step further. I think that like, if you have kids that um, are at an age in which you can talk to them about this, like it's important for our children to know that, you know, everyone in the family needs to be able to take care of themselves. And this is how our family stays healthy. Right. And so mom needs to take five minutes to go do X, Y, and Z. Um, or maybe even working with your kids to, you know, help them build up their skills in this area. So this is our family time. We're all going to take 15 minutes to go do something good for ourselves. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do today? I'm going to do this. Or, you know, start having quiet time at the house for half an hour every morning and every afternoon. Um, and obviously, there'll probably be some kicking and screaming that comes with that. But ultimately, right, like maybe we can work towards creating a family culture where this is just part of, of what we do. Yeah, I love that. Chelsea Robinson, she's a therapist. She's a postpartum doula with Mama's Modern Village. Chelsea, 
Where can people find you and what services do you offer if moms are looking for some help right now? Um, so you can find me um, on Instagram at Mama's Modern Village or on my website at BeFiercelyFemale.com. Um, and then I'm offering everything from individual one-on-one um, therapy sessions with me to um, I have packages where I provide some um, different doula services. And then I also have had a lot of success running Mama Circles Um, especially with COVID, it has just been this place where like, just kind of almost as if we're what we're doing right now, but with maybe five or six other women, um, where everyone gets to share their experience. And that has really helped. I love that. Can I I come to one? Because I I would love to just hear other people's stories and not feel so alone in the struggles that, you know, feel like are plaguing me with this. Absolutely. Please. Yes. Okay. I love it. Uh, Such great resources for moms out there. Chelsea Robinson with Mama's Modern Village. Uh, Thank you for joining me, Chelsea, on the Mom Show this week. I so appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. Of course. I am so happy I could be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We'll be back next week on the Mom Show.